is up guys welcome back to commentators cut i am your host waddell and i am finally back with another one tree hill episode i say finally because this is the first episode i am recording after a very very long hiatus Did I expect that to happen? Not at all, but so many things went wrong between my phone getting stolen, not being able to get back into it, just a lot happening. Plus, I was traveling all over the place, so I just didn't record anything or put anything out for like two months. So sorry, but now I'm back and trying to get back into the groove of things. I did watch the last two episodes, but I forgot to record. So here I am, the day that this is supposed to go out, now recording this episode. So I'm doing my best here, and I should get back into the swing of things by next week. Let's hope. Anyway, enough about all that. Let's get in to this week's episodes. Starting off with Episode 7 from Season 2, Let the Reins Go Loose. Now this one, super fun. I love it. Why? Because Trick is finally opening. Oh my gosh, we know it. We love it. The wonderful club of Tree Hill where everyone goes. Such a good time and I'm so glad to finally see it. Now, of course, our Tree Hill residents were up to a lot in the midst of this grand opening, so let's get into what our characters were doing. Starting off at the beginning of the episode, we saw Brooke and Felix. Barf. You guys know how I feel about Felix, but there they are together. Also, (laughs) there was Brooke taking money for the needy. Now, okay. This is meant to be a funny thing that Brooke is doing because, you know, she's poor now, so she needs money. But honestly, this is really bad. Like, that should not be okay, whatever. We should not just laugh that off. She can't just take money from people when they think that they're helping out a good cause and then go spend it on clothes. That's so bad. But it's okay. We move past and kind of just forget about it. Now, with Brooke and Felix, he seems to be getting attached. That's why we saw them at the beginning of the episode and he had slept over. And Brooke, she was not about this. She didn't want him sleeping over. She doesn't want feelings to get involved. So later on in the episode, Brooke writes him a writer because she learns from Peyton that this is a list of demands or rules that they need to follow so that the agreement continues. She gives this to Felix and then he proceeds to go on a date with another girl at Trick and Brooke's kind of upset about it. And the entire time I'm just thinking, honey, stop playing these games. If you want to be with him, be with him. If you don't, don't. But don't play the game where you push him away, but really you want him and then get upset because you pushed him away you know it's just I'm not I'm not for it and I do feel bad for her she is going through a lot that's a whole nother thing Brooke is literally losing everything because her parents lost all their money and she doesn't know how to live this life without money but I feel like we're not really talking about it 
I feel like her friends are kind of just moving along as if nothing's happening. But that's a big thing for a person to go through. So I wish that was acknowledged a little bit more aside from just the funny one-liners and here and there making it a joke that Brooke has to act poor now or whatever. But as for her and Felix, I just wish that she would pick what she wants to do because obviously it's not helping her. She's at trick by herself, drunk and alone, and then Mouth comes up to her and he's trying to talk to her, but she's not really getting it. She's just not all the way there. And I just feel really bad. (laughs) I want someone to give her a hug and help her out. And Mouth kind of tries, but he's also so wrapped up in the fact that he likes Brooke that he kind of passes by, you know? Um, And that's evident in the fact that when she was drunk and alone, he literally left her. Instead of just staying by her side and talking with her, helping her out some more, he goes over to Felix and he's like, what are you doing? Which I get that he's standing up for Brooke, but you might as well just stay with her at that point. Leave Felix alone. And then him confronting Felix turns into a whole nother thing, which I'll talk about when I get to Lucas. But yeah, mouth. You could have just sat with her. It's fine. I get that you want her to like you and she doesn't. But hey, being a good friend is also a good thing. She does consider him a good friend. And it's not as if Mouth left her high and dry. He took her home at the end of the night. All is well. So it's not completely bad. It was just that one moment that I was like, LOL. He's telling Felix that Brooke is alone, but she wouldn't be alone if he just went and stayed with her instead of trying to tell Felix. But it's fine. He was trying to be nice. Um, then we have Peyton and Haley. Their story is kind of aligned because it revolves around Chris and Haley doing music at Trick, which Peyton's coordinating, all that stuff. Chris messing with Peyton, don't like that. He's annoying, but we all knew this at this point, right? Sure we did. Peyton, though, she is rolling with the punches and she's like, fine, I'll go along with this writer that you have. Just be there. Chris does show up, but when he goes on to play, he ends up not doing anything. And this is his way of pushing Haley to get up on stage because the whole episode, she is riddled with stage fright. She hasn't even got to the stage yet, but she knows that she has stage fright, so she doesn't want to do it. She's so scared, and everyone's trying to hype her up. They're like, don't worry, it's going to be okay, you're going to do fine, but she is not having it. Finally, that last push is because Chris bails out on Peyton, and then he comes down, and he's talking to Haley, and she's like, how could you do that? And he said, well, suck, she'll get over it, but being snubbed by a friend now that one that one really sucks and Haley's like oh darn it now I have to go up there I have to help my friend out Haley gets up on stage and she plays a song or two and people like it they're enjoying her she even gets a few interviews at the end of the night all is good there Peyton she does great the whole night she is in her element she is hosting she is introducing the bands she is working the room being behind the booth with the DJ just good stuff for her and it's just really nice to see her happy and doing something she loves and having a good time unfortunately The end of the night is not so great for our gals because 
Peyton and Haley walk in on Rick with his other buddies who are doing coke in the back room. Uh, yikes. Yeah, we don't love that at all. Did we think that Peyton was not going to do this anymore? Yeah, sure. But here she is confronted with the man that offered her the first initial line and he's literally in the back of her club doing some more drugs. So it's just not a good look. And Haley's right there beside her and Peyton's like, oh gosh, she's seeing this. Oh no. And that's where it ends out for our gals. How will they handle it? Well, we'll see in the next episode. But that was it for them. Moving on to Karen, the actual owner of Trick. She is very consumed by this opening, of course, but she also has something else on her mind because stupid freaking Dan comes in and drops a bomb on her. So at first, Dan walks into Karen's cafe and he's like being apologetic and trying to give her this act of I'm sorry for the things I've done. I'm a better man, blah, blah, blah. And Karen is like, yeah, no, I'm not buying it. She literally says he's creeping people out and they don't believe him. (laughs) So I just love that she was not taking this crap from him. Right after she says that and Dan's like, oh man, I, I wish you didn't feel this way. Implying the fact that he has changed in the same breath, literally in the same breath, he turns around and tells Karen that Keith and Deb slept together. Are you kidding me? And he covers it by saying, oh, I thought you knew. And I just came to say it's okay. And like, I've moved on. So it's all right. And Karen's like, oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Great. And then he leaves. He knows what he did. Dan, you know what you did. If you guys know that reference, the Kiki Palmer thing with Titanic, love you. But anyway, (laughs) Karen is now wrestling with this information. These are two people that she cares a lot about, but they kind of betrayed her in a way. Not really, because Karen literally turned down Keith and Her and Deb just got close recently. It's not as if they've been besties for a long time, all that stuff. It just, it's still weird. And I totally get that. But it's not as if she's really angry, or at least it doesn't seem like she's angry. It's just that she's more shocked. And if she is angry, it'd probably be more because they didn't tell her, not necessarily because of what happened. So... Throughout the episode, you watch her and Keith interact and you think that it might come up, that he might say it or she might say it, but neither of them do. And then Karen finally asks Deb straight up what happened. This is where things get messy. Deb denies it. She says that that did not happen. And ooh, girl. Now, it's one thing that you did it. It's another thing that you lied about it. And we have seen that before already with the other triangle from our teenagers. It's just another mess, another big mess. So we're going to see how that one plays out for them. That's for sure. Aside from all that, though, Karen's doing all right. She finally introduces Andy to Lucas, not intentionally. They kind of just meet each other, which is... It is amazing how Lucas and Andy meet each other. They're talking about um, 
music and other things that they are both interested in. And then Andy's like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of like dating the person that owns the club. And Lucas is like, Peyton? And he's like, oh, no, Karen. And then Lucas is like, um, right as Karen's walking up. And he's like, mom? Because this whole time, Andy thought that Lucas was a six-year-old. And Karen did nothing to tell him otherwise. Which, Miss Girl, you definitely had the time. You could have said something. But she was just, like, embarrassed about their age gap. Which, I guess, understandable, but you're not embarrassed enough to not date him. So you might as well fess up because as you can see, he's going to find out at some point. So that happened. They worked it out. It's totally fine. Andy doesn't really care. So they move on. All is well. As for Keith regarding that Karen situation, he doesn't really know what's happening there. He's more so concerned about Jules because he still is seeing her and he likes her. And then she officially calls herself his girlfriend which ah what a sweet moment for him um Jules and Keith are cute their banter is sweet I guess I mean it's cringy it's makes me a little uncomfortable but sweet for him you know Keith even though he slept with Deb not good at all he is a good guy he's a sweetheart so it's nice to see him happy and just living a nice stress-free life at the moment There were a few awkward moments between him and Karen, not so much because of the Deb thing, because he doesn't realize what's happening there, but because he meets Andy. But it's not awkward because he's like super jealous or anything. He's the Jules and he acknowledges that he just was like, oh, she has a guy too. But it wasn't like a bad sort of thing. They both were happy for each other. So that's nice. Then we have Lucas. He still likes Anna and he wants to be open about that, but she is still holding back because of Felix. From what we've seen from Felix, you kind of get it, but at the same time, Lucas has already been through this hiding thing before. He doesn't want to do it anymore, but he also doesn't want to push her, so he's making it clear that she needs to say something, but he's giving her some space to do it on her own. Now, This does cause some issues, though, at Trick because Felix, unfortunately, finds the photo booth photos that Anna took when Lucas was not looking. So Felix thinks that Anna took this topless photo and showed it to Lucas. Lucas has never seen these photos. He doesn't even know that these photos were taken. But Felix gets all up in his face about it and causes a scene. Anna pulls him away and then he starts shouting at Anna. And I'm like, sir, you need to calm down because what you're doing is no better. But you're going to be over here yelling at your sister. Yeah, it's the double standard for me, Felix. You would hope it ends there, but no. Felix and Lucas get into it again, this time after Felix pushes Mouth away from him because Mouth confronts Felix about the Brooke thing, like I mentioned earlier. So when Felix is walking away, he runs into Lucas and Lucas is like, is there a problem? Blah, 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 whatever, boy stuff. You know, they get into it and Felix is trying to get him all riled up. But Lucas is like, you know what? This is my mom's big day. I'm not trying to ruin this for her. So I'm going to walk away from this. And then Felix is like, "Mm, that's nice. And punches him in the face. So then they start fighting. And then 
Andy and Keith come in and pull them off of each other and Felix gets kicked out and Felix is all upset about it. He's like, oh yeah, of course I'm getting kicked out because he's the nephew and the son of the owner. Um, No, Felix, it's because you started the fight. Lucas was literally about to walk away and then you decide to punch him. So this is clearly on you, but it's fine. It's whatever. Felix, gone. Then Lucas is talking with his mom and then his mom grounds him and takes away his phone, which I felt bad for him because I'm like, he literally was trying to walk away. He was not trying to get into it with this guy because of you, specifically because of you. Like he even said it and you're punishing him, man. Yeah, Karen was rude for that. Now, did Lucas tell her the full story of how the fight happened and what was going on there? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it, but he took it like a champ and he's like, all right, well, I guess I'm grounded and I guess I can't use my phone. So yeah, that happens. And Anna apologizes for Felix, but really, what can she do at that point? Oh, oh, then at the very end, Felix comes again. Oh my gosh, giving me a headache. He comes up to Lucas as he's about to go into his house. And you're thinking, is Felix about to come and fight him again? Like, sir, we do not need round three at this point. The night, it's been a long day. Like, can you go home? So he comes up to warn Lucas not to touch his sister um sir do you know who you are who are you to be telling some other guy that they're trouble like I just I cannot with him so that was the end of things for Lucas and Felix but Felix is just so annoying oh my goodness finally for our characters here we round out with Nathan he really didn't have a super long specific storyline this episode it was truly about Haley, which is nice because most of the episodes are about Nathan because he's one of the two main brothers, you know. He was mostly there just to support Haley, which was evident in his conversation with Whitey about basketball and not doing high flyers because of Haley, which he's totally fine with. He is okay with that. And then, oh my gosh, when Haley's up on stage doing her thing, singing her heart out, And Lucas is like, man, you really did something good for her. She needed this push. But Nathan, he doesn't even take credit for it. He's like, no, this is all her. She did this. And I'm like, oh, my heart. Anyway, that is the end for my character takes, what they were up to and how I was feeling about it. So I can tell you my favorite quote from the episode. I thought it was fitting to end with Nathan because the quote that I chose comes from his conversation with Whitey. And Whitey says, sometimes marriage is about sacrifice. Maybe you're not taking a step forward as a basketball player, but you're taking two steps forward as a man. Oh my gosh. I love Whitey for this because he's so right. Marriage is a sacrifice. Should you be married in high school? I don't think so, but it works for some people. Anyway, Nathan knows what he did. He assumes that responsibility and he's like, 
I am not messing around with this. I truly love her and that is why I married her and I have sacrifices to make. But it doesn't feel like a sacrifice, you know? That's the thing. He is totally okay with taking a step back so that she can do her thing to the point where he's not even telling her that he turned down high flyers. Instead, he just makes it seem like he didn't get in. So he's very selfless for that and I respect it. Before I'm done with episode seven, I just wanted to talk about kind of the end part with Felix, Brooke, and Mouth. First of all, the conversation that Felix and Brooke had outside Trick, absolutely awful. He was so rude to her and I don't know why she would want to be with him at all, but whatever. Then at the end of the night, Mouth takes Brooke home because he was the one taking care of her that night, puts her in bed, but then Felix comes in because apparently he does care about Brooke. That's what he says. So he comes in to check on her, even though he couldn't care less the entire night. That's fine, right? No. But right before Felix came, Mouth said that he loves Brooke. That one really threw me. I just, I I forgot that he says that. And when he said it, I was like, what? You have known this girl for maybe three months. And sure, you've had some nice conversations, but what? You love her? That's, That's some high school love right there, if I've ever seen it. But it's okay, you know? He's the guy that doesn't typically get the girl, like he said before, like he said to Felix, which... For him, he just fell harder, faster. Yeah, whatever. It's sweet, I guess. It is. But at the same time, I'm just like, "Mm, you don't love her. You don't. (laughs) But it's okay. Um, Unfortunately, after Mouth leaves, though, Felix takes the credit for taking care of Brooke at the end of the night, even though he basically ignored her the entire time that they were at Trick. And now all of a sudden, he's... And now all of a sudden he cares about Brooke and took her home and all that stuff, which he could have done. It could have been true, but he didn't. So it just irks me that he took the credit for doing the nice thing that Mouth did. Just had to talk about that real quick before I ended out for episode seven, because I realized I didn't mention it earlier when I was talking about the characters. Anyway, that is all for episode seven so now we can move on to our next Alrighty, season two episode eight truth bitter truth this one another fun episode uh we have the girls sleepover and we also have a brother road trip i loved all of it this episode just had so much going on there was there was so much mess but also some very nice heartfelt moments so let's get into it again we are starting off with Felix and Brooke and I'm like stop it stop it except this time they're actually being a little sweet now is this because in the last episode Felix supposedly helped Brooke probably so she's vulnerable so she's like oh this cute boy is being nice to me so just go on with it why not no Brooke no but they get into her room she doesn't have a bed and that kind of throws her because it's just another sobering moment where she's like oh 
this is my life now. Her and Felix move on, the moment passed, whatever, whatever. Brooke then decides to host a slumber party at Haley's because Haley tells her later on that she's going to have the apartment to herself since Lucas and Nathan are going on a trip to Charlotte to see a basketball game. So that moves us in to Haley and all that she's got going on. She starts off with Brooke and they go out to sell some of Brooke's CDs. When they're there, they meet Chris again. Chris says that he has a song he's working on that could use some female vocals. And Haley agrees to help him out. Sure, fine, whatever, right? Oh, wrong. Because later on, after her and Brooke have gotten to school, they see Nathan and they're talking. And Nathan's like, oh, what are you doing later tonight? She's like, oh, you know, nothing. Brooke's having this slumber party. And before that, we're just going to hang out. Lie. Because she told Chris that she would help him with the song now this is totally innocent she is doing nothing wrong by working on this song if anything nathan would be happy that she's working with more music would he be happy it's with chris no but he'd be happy that Haley is doing music so why does she lie well later on in the episode she says i don't know it's because it feels like things are changing and she's never really done anything like for herself fine valid whatever but let's be real, Haley knows that Nathan is all for her music and she knows that she lied because what she was doing was with Chris, not because she was pursuing her dream of music. And if anyone thinks otherwise, they're lying to themselves. In this moment, does she fully realize that's the reason that she's lying? Maybe not, but I full-heartedly believe that is what is going on there anyway that's what happens with Haley there as for the other half of this lovely married couple Nathan takes his brother Lucas on a trip to go see the Charlotte Bobcat because they have a game going on and they want to go watch them so him and Lucas embark on this road trip um It's quite the trip, first of all, because the radio is broken and it just plays this one song. I don't even know what the song is called, but he basically just sings like Holiday over and over again, plus some other things. So I'm assuming it would be called Holiday, but maybe not. That's what they listen to the entire drive. And then they get there, see the game, and it's awesome. They love it. But... There was an ulterior motive to this game. Nathan found a clinic that would give him and Lucas free testing for the heart condition that Dan has because it could seriously affect their basketball, as in, and their basketball careers. So Nathan has made appointments for both of them and they're supposed to go the next morning before they drive home. Lucas is like, okay, fine we're gonna go. The thing is, it's likely that one of them has it. In TV show world, 50-50 means one of them has it, one of them doesn't. Which one is it gonna be? Well, we're about to find out. Lucas says he does not want to get the test. Nathan is already hooked up and he's getting tested because he says that it's not just him that he needs to care about. He also needs to think about Haley because they're married. They're in this thing together. And if he 
potentially has a condition that could kill him if he continues to play basketball he needs to know because he can't put Haley through that very sweet sentiments from Nathan first of all he's just riding this husband wave and I am all for it husband Nathan a great guy Lucas on the other hand is like I don't want to lose basketball which is very valid this is something he has loved all his life but also that's a very risky thing Lucas so what are you doing I've never loved a sport like that to put my health at risk, but honestly, that's something that many athletes, I feel like, go through, you know? They get injured or they have conditions and they push through that pain because they are doing something that they love. So this is a very real thing for very many people, but that's what was going on with our two brothers. Lucas, in fact, does not go through with the test and they get back in the car, drive home, and he goes so far to tell Nathan that he can't tell anyone if anyone asks him about it. He wants Nathan to say that he's fine and Nathan's like, all right, I mean, this isn't about me, this is about you and if that's what you want, fine. They end out there (laughs) singing their wonderful holiday song from the jam tape recorder. There is one final scene at the end, though, when Nathan goes to Lucas at the river court and tells him that he does not have HCM. So he's good. He's clear. But automatically, Lucas is like, "Mm, one and two, right? And Nathan's like, "Uh, yeah. So they're basically telling us that Lucas is probably gonna have this condition which is very unfortunate but Lucas already said he's not taking that test so will he ever know I guess we won't know until they decide to tell us (laughs) going back to our girls let's talk about Peyton now as we saw at the end of the last episode she encountered Rick again with his drugs and Haley also witnessed this. Haley went on to tell Karen and Karen confronted Peyton about it. The first time I watched this, I was like, oh my gosh, Haley, you're so annoying. How dare you go and tell people? You know what? She's a good friend for telling people because that is not something that you want to get messed up in. So good on her. Haley, round of applause. I'm so sorry that I used to get on you for that because that's something that I would probably do now too if I heard my friends were doing coke so Karen tells Peyton listen I like you but I can't have drugs in this club and Peyton's like I'm so sorry it won't happen again you know she's shutting that down and Karen is like good they also have a sweet moment that Karen's like you can talk to me you need to be able to tell me this because I can help you fight these battles. You don't have to do it alone. It just made me think, wow, you know, that must be really sweet for Peyton because she is all alone. Uh, She's like, oh, I didn't realize that kind of thing. Um, She's tried to be grown up. She's also in an industry that values age in a way because she's so much younger than everyone else that's out in the club scene and booking gigs and all that stuff. So she's always trying to act older. So it's nice for her to hear that she doesn't need to do this alone, that she can turn to someone else to help her out. So I thought that was sweet. Also, she's literally alone in her house most of the time because her dad is working very often. All that we think has been brushed under the rug. It's fine. You know, Karen Peyton talked it out. They can move on. Now enter 
the slumber party. So, Brooke and Felix, um, they had sex in Haley and Nathan's bed, which is absolutely awful. Ladies, gentlemen, do not sleep with other people in your friends' beds, okay? Okay, yeah, that happens. And on top of it, to put the cherry on top, Anna and Peyton walk in on them. Mm, That's disgusting. Awful, I hate it for everyone involved because poor Anna, that's her brother. Disgusting. They move on, although Felix is up in the shower and then Haley comes home and she wants to go take a shower. Well, Felix is still there. She walks in on him, awful. She comes out to be like, why is he there? And then puts two and two together and it's like, no, 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 no. You need to leave. You need to get out now because I can't have this. That's disgusting. That's gross. Very understandable, Haley. (laughs) And then Felix is kicked out because duh but the girls get into it because that's just not cool Haley is yelling at Brooke because of it Brooke is yelling at Haley and then secrets start flying so first Brooke outs Haley about going to record with Chris which shouldn't be a big deal but Haley gets really defensive about it Peyton's just asking she's like what's going on what's happening here and then all of a sudden Haley blurts out the fact that Peyton was doing coke and then Brooke is like Peyton what the heck and Peyton's like Haley what the heck and Haley's like you guys leave me alone about this Chris thing and they're like Brooke why are you sleeping with Felix he's not a great guy and they all kind of turn to Anna and they're like sorry but (laughs) these girls are upset of course they managed to work it out later on because Haley finally sucks it up and she goes to apologize to Brooke um first of all Brooke definitely should have been the one to apologize first because she's the one that literally slept with another person in Haley's bed but you know what whatever they apologize and that's all so then all the girls sit down and they have a very very sweet talk they're all trying to lift each other up but also trying to talk some sense into each other they're like listen Peyton we love you but cocaine not okay Haley, we love you. We love that you're pursuing your music, but why are you lying to your husband? Brooke, we love you. We know that you're going through something hard, but Felix isn't great. All these good things. Anna, she's kind of just on the sidelines being like, wow, y'all are messy. (laughs) Literally, Anna during the fight, me, that would totally be me. All my friends would be getting into it and I'd just be in the background like, hmm that's crazy (laughs) oh my gosh that was our slumber party in the end all was well they worked it out even Brooke and Anna worked it out more so Brooke because she was just being mean to Anna the entire night uh I feel like this is definitely due to the fact that Anna is now kind of dating Lucas so Brooke's like "Mm, I'm not about that but also Brooke being mean to Anna was just so uncalled for it was absolutely unnecessary there was no reason for it whatsoever but also Brooke was just going through a lot so 
I get it, but jeez, I felt bad for Anna. Thankfully, though, Anna didn't take any of it personally. She really just let it all brush off her shoulders and move on. And by the next day, they worked it out and it was okay. Just very high school, you know, (laughs) being mean to the new girl because she's dating your boyfriend, even though, well, she's dating your ex-boyfriend, sorry, even though you were obviously never friends because she's the new girl and it's not as if she was doing this to hurt you kind of thing. High school drama. As for our parents, um, nothing too, too crazy was going on with the adults of Tree Hill. But Karen, like I said, she confronted Peyton about the drug situation. And then Rick came to the club later on. So she ripped him a new one because she was not having drugs in her club, especially with children there. And Rick is trying to be intimidating, like, you're going to regret that, blah, blah, blah. Karen doesn't give a crap. Get out of her club. So Rick left. Karen also um, is getting closer with Andy. She turned in this paper and they kind of had this mini issue because Andy gave her an A. But Karen doesn't want to feel like their relationship is giving her an advantage. She wants to do well because she's actually good not because she's dating the professor very valid yes Karen make that known they talked and they worked it out and also Andy was able to lift her up and say listen Karen it's not because I'm dating you it's because I genuinely think you're like good at this business stuff that was sweet of him um in the midst of that though they had a very awkward double date with Keith and Jules because Keith and Jules have also been getting closer. She has been sleeping over at Keith's place. They got so close to the point that Keith literally gave Jules a key. So they have obviously progressed in their relationship. Um, Karen and Andy sleep together for what I'm assuming is the first time because Lucas is out of the house and it was just, you know, heat of the moment kind of stuff. All good on the adult side. Nothing too crazy. Normal stuff there. That is all for our characters. And now I can move in to my quotes. I have two quotes for this episode. Um, Both of them came from our wonderful slumber party. The first one is from Brooke when they're all telling her, you know, why are you dating Felix? You don't deserve that. All these things. And Brooke is talking about how she's just going through a lot and it's just mentally draining emotionally draining and she tells them I'd rather feel nothing it's better it's easier and I'm so glad that immediately Peyton shuts that down she's like no it's not better it might be easier yes sure but it's not better because you need to feel those feelings so that you can move past them um But obviously for Brooke, she doesn't want that. She is trying so hard to keep up this bubbly, fun girl, like life of the party act. But man, is life weighing down at her in this moment. And she is reaching her breaking point, which is really, really sad to see. Hopefully we get a little bit more on the Brooke stuff and everything happening there. And that resolution comes sooner rather than later because I really hate seeing her so down on herself. As for the second quote, we have Anna and she is talking about how people love to tell women what to do. So she says, be yourself, 
but make sure you fit in. And this is at the end of a long list of just other things that people tell women to do. Um, and I think that really does, you know, encompass everything that she was trying to say. The world will tell you, be yourself, but also they're telling you that you need to make sure you fit in where you're like, wait, but am I not being myself so that I can fit in or should I just forgo being myself to fit in? But then you're telling me to be myself. It's just this awful circle that we're put in and it really, really sucks. So I'm glad that she said it. And all the girls were like, hmm, yeah, you're right. We should just like say screw you to everyone and do what we want. Those are my two quotes. Um, I think that's basically it for episode eight. I don't really have anything else that I wanted to point out. I don't think that's all. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast episode. It's been fun for me because I'm finally doing it again after a very, very long time. I will continue on and hopefully you will continue with me. But that is all for this week and I will talk to you next time. Bye.